Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Pen Addict Podcast, your weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that you love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined as always by my co-host, the Pen Addict, the Ayatollah of Inkdom, that is Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hi sir, how are you doing? I'm great Mike, how are you today? Very well indeed, very well Brad. So do you you want to tell them what just happened? So um, me and Brad... We we started a Skype conversation about 25 minutes ago now, um, and we had an excellent conversation um, searching through some pen websites and talking through some things and talking over some of the stuff that Brad's been reviewing. We basically, listeners, sorry to say this, had a great episode that you will never hear. Um, <laughs> and in future, I will try and record more of these conversations so we can get we could, the, the sad part is we couldn't stop ourselves. Nope. It was like, oh, look at this. What do you think about this? You know, what are your thoughts on this? And it's like, you know, we've just spent 20 minutes having an episode of the podcast that we're not even recording. Yep. Brad taught me a few things and we shared stories and we braided each other's hair. Yep. And now <laughs> now Mike, look where we are. Mike added things to my wish list. Yep. But you'll hear about those in the future, though. We, we don't yeah. want to spoil it now because these are things that will come up. But anyway, sorry, sorry about that, uh, listeners. And well, we will do a better job of, of, uh, of paying attention next time and and uh you know pushing the record button if it uh if it's going to end up being an episode like that exactly exactly so what are we going to talk about today we're going to talk about um we got a few things to follow up on from our our free previous post previous episode excuse me and um you know one pin that you that you tweeted out the other day, last week that we forgot to cover that kind of shocked me that you that you use and I've got some field notes follow up, and um, then we're going to talk about um, is being a pen addict n- normal? Is that a normal thing to do? I've had uh, an email, a tweet, and I've had lots of other uh, readers and listeners and followers uh, talk about, you know, am I the weird one or is it everybody else? So we're just going to kind of touch on that subject at the end a little bit today. Sounds good. So, yeah, we was it last week's episode where we were talking about um, weird pens? It was two weeks ago, was it? Yeah, so I can't remember how this came about, but somebody said to me about, oh, they mentioned something that that made me bring up a, a link to a, a pen called the 12-in-1 Multi-Tool, um, which I, I have affectionately known as the Gadget Pen for many years, and this is something that I own. Um, it's an actual pen that, as I say, that I own, and it... I want to see if they've got the whole list. Yes. So these are the things that are included in this pen. So there's a link in the show notes. Basically, it's a pen. It's it's all metal. Um, and it is in three sort of compartments with screwable sections. So you can unscrew these three compartments. And there are some parts of the compartments themselves that are, in essence, tools. And some parts... And in each of the compartments are little things that come out of them so let me explain it i'll tell you what things are on it might make a bit more sense so there's a hole puncher a stainless steel knife a short cutting blade a flat screwdriver a wire sleeve remover or small nail remover ear pick long cutting blades tweezers phillips screwdriver stainless steel fork saw blades and a writing pen (laughs) 
that's just hilarious just to read. And the the image on the site, it, it so it has all of the um, the things broken out. So you see, all of the blades are contained within the the cylinders that make up the compartments of the pen. And then each each compartment is attached by screwable sections, which are also parts. So you unscrew it, and there's like the Phillips screwdriver on one side, and then the hole puncher on another side, and then you can tip out as you were here. Listen, did you hear that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was me tipping out some um, like exacto blades. Yep. Which you can then you screw them in to one of the top ends of the pen. You unscrew it a little bit, and um, it decompresses, and some gaps appear. Right. So then when you screw it, it tightens around the blade, so you can then use the blade to uh, to cut things with. And so I, you, I, you, I use this to open packages and, and all sorts, and I've used it to do small um, handy repairs in the house. I've, had, I've owned this pen for about seven or eight years. Wow, that is awesome. This is like the the perf- This is the pen that you bake into the cake and take to the prison and and give it to your give it to your buddy so he can break himself out. It's got everything you need in there for getting out of jail. It's basically MacGyver's writing instruments. <laughs> this thing is awesome. So you, yeah, you, if you've had it that long, you've obviously gotten a. Uh, quite a bit of use out of it. I have. It's it's a great little thing. Like it was kind of basically one of my friends um, owned it, bought it for a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw it and thought it looked like actually something I'd find quite useful. So purchased myself one. Yeah, so I, I I haven't gone that far in uh in my my pen geekdom to to carry a uh, a tool like that. I carry you know a pocket knife and a um you know like a Leatherman multi tool. But you know I haven't gone full multi tool pen like this. That's that's pretty cool, especially if it comes in handy. It does, and it's not it's not very expensive either. I mean. 10 pounds on the site that you link to. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's that's extremely extremely cheap for what you get out of it. That's crazy. So yeah, there you go. Awesome. There is Just a, don't take it don't take it through um through the airport probably though, huh? No, that would be a terrible idea. Yeah. Or to prison. Well, that would be a good idea. <laughs> So what else have we got? In the notes, I'm very intrigued by this. The notes say, my first field notes trade. Yeah. So we've had our field notes episode, you know, got us back in December. (gasps) Brad. What? I've just looked at the image. (laughs) See, you do do a good job of not cheating um, ahead ahead of the show. Yep. So you're surprised, and and that's the way that's the way it should be. So I I should uh, I should not do that as as well. <laughs> I just feel like I need to be prepared to talk about it. So I always look. Well, let me go look at what Mike put in here. But no, it's better better to be surprised. But yeah, I did. We did our field notes episode. And we talked about the collectability aspect of field notes, not the usability, um, and all the different you know um, one off print runs and odd runs and things like that. And I sent you. A couple that I had gotten, you know, I sent you those yellow capsule fifth anniversary and I sent you one of the old grass stained green ones. And, you you know, I and I'd been asked, we talked about that episode, I'd been asked, you know, did I want to sell some of mine or or things like that? And it, it, I've never felt I've never wanted to sell any of them for money or anything like that. But I did have some extras that I would trade and someone just hit me up out of the blue. Um, A girl on Flickr said, hey, I saw those the that yellow capsule one I sent you. 
I had three three packs of those, so I had an extra one to trade. I'm keeping one for myself. She said, "Do you happen to have an extra one?" And I said, "I do." She said, "Well, I've got the the purple XOXO fest ones." And I said, "Yeah, I would love that." Then we started to talk. Well, do you have anything else that I don't have? And we kind of went back and forth. So I traded her a three pack of those capsule yellow fifth anniversary and i had a a three pack of they're called the sound opinions one which i don't have a link for directly but um it was basically a promotional um notebook made for chicago public radio station you know like one of their um um what do you call it when they when they were trying to make money one of their what's what's the word i'm looking for i'm totally blanking on it huh pledge drive Yes, thank you. Like a pledge drive item. I found um, a I found an image of them on the Field Notes site, so I'll put that in the yes. show notes for people. Yeah. So it's nice. It's you know, it's the brown craft paper cover and then they have their logo, big record player logo printed on the back and it came with a couple of pencils. So I traded her a three pack of each of those and I got these the purple XOXO Fest. I got a uh Draplin Design Company factory floor memo book, which I didn't think I'd ever get one of these. These are pretty cool. They're um Aaron makes those at at uh, at DDC just for his own use and an internal use, and they they obviously hand them out to people. Like this version is number fourteen of a thousand in a print run. You probably have to go and yes, get. I can go maybe and talk to them. And you, you get these from Aaron's hand. Is I think the way it works. Wow. So he he gives them out to people and the people that visit him, or if you see him out, you know doing you know he speaks a lot and travels i wonder if he, he may carry some with him then i don't know but it's it's basically yes you would have to visit uh draplin design to to get one of these and then i also got um one of the renegade pencils one which you can find the the real link to the renegade pencil story on field notes to mike um i didn't i didn't think to link that That's cool. but it's basically a, a they did a trip to mongolia and it's, it's got a um uh, mongolian font on the front of it um it's it's just really neat looking. I've always wanted that one, so it was a good trade. I was I was happy to do it, and it was fun. It was a fun process talking to someone that was uh, she was really into it. You know, like me, it's like oh that's so cool, and this one's cool. It was just a very positive conversation and a good trade, and we were both happy to get what we got, and uh, that's how it's supposed to be, right? And how did you come into contact? She emailed me. She Flickr mailed me. She said, "Hey, I saw your picture." I had a picture with um, the capsule and like the summer bright color ones. She said, I saw your picture. Do you have any to trade? And it was a Flickr mail. Did, did, so she you, con- did you like tag the, the image? I, I actually, I did. I think I did an exceptionally poor job on that image where all I did was, I think I put. Um, you just, you titled it. Something in the notes. header, like, you know, my new field notes. And I think I put in the description, like, capsule fifth anniversary. So she would have to do some pretty good searching to come up with that, I think. It's in a group called Field Notes in Action. Mm hmm. So that's probably how. That, that could be it. Yeah. That makes more sense. See, Field Notes users probably. Yep. Control this. So I will add this one now to Field Notes in Action. Oh, is it? Oh, man. Field Notes in Action is a. It's a very attractive page. What are these mm-hmm. ones? Oh, here we go. Down the rat hole. We're going to lose Mike forever. <laughs> FN28. Hmm. What? Oh, let me get over there. Hang on. It looks like... You know, because you, you, know, you can get... You probably do know if you can get field notes to, to make you books. If you 
I believe you have to order a specific amount and they will print them with whatever you want printed on them. And it looks like these... Oh, no, there's a, there's a few of them in this. Which one are you looking at? Um, it's difficult to explain. Let me... I would say to send it to you, but I'm on a different computer. It's, they're sort of halfway down the page, like if you go from where you are. They're, mm. they're like dark grey and they've got a skull on them. ITS Tactical Field Notes. <laughs> I don't know where these have come from. Interesting. Have you seen them yet? Oh, just got them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I bet you're exactly right. I bet that's how they found my yellow ones. Yeah. Very interesting. See, this is this is what this is what makes collecting these things so great. There is a whole community around these. Right. And what I think I might do, I, I actually don't have that many extras to, to trade. Um, but I might make a post saying, since I get, I get asked so many times, do I have this, do I have that? I might as well just make a post saying you should, what I do uh, have and say, hey, I'm willing to trade these if anyone has something that, you know. Instead of having it as a post, you should have it as a static page on the site, like in the sidebar. I know. I keep me. I, I should build a page like that one we linked. Um, yeah, you that should do that. noise page where it says, got it, got it, got it, need it, got it, got it, need it kind of thing. Not meaning to be what, that guy, but you can no. do that very easily with, with Squarespace. Like you, you could just take images and just drop each one in. Yep, I I thought about that the other night actually when I was when I was thinking about doing offering what I had had to trade, um, I thought about that very thing. So yeah, I think that's I like, a good idea. Uh, I meant to say I liked how the uh, the Squarespace sticker snuck into your image as well that you took. Well, I was sitting at my desk. I was like, you know, I want to talk about this trade, but I haven't taken a picture of it. So I just closed. I'm sitting here. I just closed my laptop. It was the it was the worst best picture I could take. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with my fantastic. with my iPhone and and no planning whatsoever, and I I hate photography. I'm really bad at it. I complain, and I'm a, I'm a whiner on photography, and I know it's my own fault. And if I would learn more, you know, everyone hears me complain on Twitter about my photography. I hate it. It's interesting actually that there's a couple of images on this page which are um, people using the Pelly Journal and Field Notes. Yep. Together which was something that we spoke about before, wasn't it? Yep, yep. And you know what? I, I've had a black Pele journal forever that I've never reviewed, and now I'm finally going to review it, but it's not going to be me. I sent it off. Oh. I sent it off. We'll, 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 we'll tease that for you, and I'll put more pressure on the guy who was already feeling the pressure for taking this journal from me. I said, I'll send this to you. It's yours to keep. You can have it, but this is what I want. I want a review. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then yeah, you got to pressure the guy, you know. You, <laughs> it's saying? it's Joe Lebo. Oh, okay, I know Joe. Yeah, so it, he's like, oh, I've never done a review before. <laughs> he's all stressing out about it. I feel bad for him. So, Joe, I know you will listen to this episode. So now the pressure's really on, buddy. Yeah, so get on it. Now it's coming from me. Now, Joe. That's right. Sort it out. <laughs> I'll have to send. I'll have to send the boys around. I almost unfollowed him this weekend anyway because, you know, I, I know you're not a big sports guy, but it was a big foot, big uh, American football game this weekend, and my team lost, and he was, 
he was uh he was on the other side of that so uh i said i was going to unfollow him and i can totally understand that i'm going to a super bowl party oh look at you mm-hmm. that's all i have to say on that matter awesome yeah well my t- my team lost the atlanta falcons lost so i probably will not be i'm sorry to hear that Brad. so so this conversation we've just had is exactly what mike and i did for 20 minutes before we started the episode today yep. and i think it's fun because we can just kind of pick up on things and talk about them that we didn't plan on talking about and I, heck i enjoy it so it's fun for me so i had i had something very awesome happen to me this week Yes. So um, our longtime and very loyal listener to the show, um, who is known on Twitter to us and our listeners now, I'm sure, as Kanuni Renishin, mm-hmm. who I'm still sure I'm getting that incorrect, um, she sent me an ink care package. Nice. So as well as um, a couple of, of very cool little additions, which is I, I love I love. When, when people do these sorts of things, I mean, you have done it for me before, Brad. So, I've got like a couple of little pencils here, like, and that's all very cool. And she, you know, little bits that she sent me. But I now have fifth, uh, fourteen ink cartridges to try. Thirteen of them are J Herbin inks, and I am trying ink number one today. Um, I've just put it into my retro tornado fountain. And it's called uh, it's the J Herbin ink Diablo Menthe or I, I is uh, month is that how you say M E N T H E? Uh, I would go with menth. Okay. Um, but what it's funny you say that. I had um, God when I did the J Herbin Grease Nuage review, one of my readers sent me a YouTube link of someone from the company pronouncing every color in the line so i've got to find this link because you will think it's hilarious because it's this exact conversation we're having how do you pronounce that and i mean it it's and it's a girl that is super super french i mean it's like it's she yeah pronunciation that i would have never even come close to and i have and i have a background in french growing up in baton rouge louisiana you learn start learning french from the from kindergarten I think I found the video. The J. Herbin Inc. French pronunciation reference. There you go. Why don't you play that for some of our listeners? Why don't you play like 10, 15 seconds of that just because it's, it's she is on it. Okay, let me cue it up. See on if the, you can swing that. I can do that. I can do that. It's, this, these sorts of things. This is this is the magic. But yeah, it's. I'm going to probably just link. I don't really know. I'm going to link to a review on the Fountain Pen Network of the ink. Because they've done a, a, a nice, there's a nice um, sort of scan. Yes, I want to circle back and talk about it, but yeah, play this. Yeah, I just need to queue it up now because I went away again to talk, which I shouldn't have done. Um, okay, so should play any second. J. Herbin Ang. Gris nuage. Gris nuage. Perle noir. Perle noir. Perle noir. Look at that. It's magical. Wow. Well, there's a couple there. And it, that this goes like on the, for three minutes, basically. Yeah. It's like Rosetta Stone for inks. I feel like I need to find... I'm sure I'll be able to find it if I used the little scrubber that YouTube provide. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. Vert olive. Oh, I Vert went to the one olive. just before. Right, okay, here we go. Diabolo Mante. 
Diabolo Monte. Okay, so I'm trying out the Diabolo Monte. <laughs> now. And uh, I'm... <laughs> this is the greatest episode ever. <laughs> we have lost our collective minds. Yep. It's quite, it's quite late here. Um, it's later than, than usual for me, I think. Oh, right? God, it is. It is, it is. Yeah, but that's fine, though. That is absolutely <clears throat> fine for me. Um, yes, so I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've put it in the, in, the, in the retro. But this is, I, I mentioned in our show before the show today, I said to you that I wanted to talk about um, fountain pen cleaning. So I had, I had been using the, the Tornado fountain with a dark blue ink in it. And I wanted to clean it because otherwise it, I'm not going to see the, the ink that I'm using, right? Because mm-hmm. it's going to get all mixed up. So, I mean, please scream in horror if I've done the wrong thing. So I just took the cartridge out and I ran water through the pen mm-hmm. to clean it under a tap for a while mm-hmm. to get it out. Um, and then I let it dry for a while and then I dabbed it off on some tissue then I put the cartridge in and let the cartridge stand for a while, and now the ink's starting to flow through. Okay, that should be more than acceptable. Okay, because I felt like I when I was doing clean. it, I felt like I was doing something wrong. I know, and and I go through that a lot too. And you know what we were talking about? You know what we we're going to talk about next week? Let's do a show on that because I've got like five emails just on. We need to talk about like fountain pen maintenance 101 because I'm still at that level myself and I feel like I'm doing things wrong. And um, I actually have a couple of new tools coming in that I've ordered uh, to assist with the cleaning. So let's uh, let's talk about that next week in full just because I've got a lot of questions on it. But the short the short version is I do pretty much exactly what you do. Um, except after I flush it, I usually let them sit the nib section sit in a cup of water. You know, maybe for a few hours just to kind of get anything else out. I don't know that that helps or not. It's usually flushed out pretty good just by just by flushing it. So, So but but what you what you did is mm -hmm. perfectly acceptable. Good, because I was concerned that I was either doing it wrong or causing some damage to the pen. Um, I don't know how, but that was just what I was concerned that I was doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'll I'll go I'll go over it from you know step one right through the end um on next week's episode excellent just because as we're starting anyway, we both want to start using more ink and i mm-hmm. feel like there needs to be a more efficient way of doing this that's a, that's always been one of my biggest hang-ups because is... if i want to be trying all of these cartridges that have been sent to me um I want I want a pen to do that with, and I mean we've both we've both spoken before about oh this is going to be my ink pen you know, but I I want to be able to use it. I don't want it just to be a testing pen like I do a couple of lines and then start all over again. Right, and when you have if you're gonna commit to a, a single pen like if I'm gonna do ink reviews all with the same pen, it's gonna be at least twenty four hours after yeah. cleaning before I get to try another ink and, and that's difficult. So, you know, I like yeah, the, but, the, the Diablo month is still not, <laughs> it's still not the correct color. It's still a little bit too dark. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this is a light. I, I said, I want to go back to it. This is a lighter green, right? I, I didn't pull it up, but it's a, 
Yeah, it's a real light green, but it's still coming out as a. It's like a almost. I don't know how to describe it. Like a sorbetish kind of green. It's like an aqua aquamarine color, like aqua a marine, turquoise okay. color. But but go. for me, it's still coming out darker than than it should because I had a dark blue ink cartridge in this pen beforehand. Yeah, but you would almost think it would come out lighter with all the water that you put in there. It would be mixing with a drop or two left if it wasn't all the way dry. That's what I would. That's the experience that I've had. Not that it's yeah, I've had darker, that. but it it'll eventually catch up. I mean, it's eventually going to flush itself out with yeah. the new ink, but it it does sometimes take some time. See what I mean? There's that no, just doesn't feel like a a system, does it? Put it this way: there's no quick clean way to swap inks in the same pen and be writing and like you know to do it like in 15 minutes and have a fresh set of ink and ready to roll it's just that's just one of those things you just have to you you it's like um it's like the um the coffee geeks where they embrace the process of you know making one cup of coffee that takes them an hour you know it's it's just one of those things it's just so frustrating. <laughs> but that's that's a huge hang up of mine. And this this is like a whole episode worth of conversation just on cleaning and ink reviews. So we will do that next week, I promise. Excellent. I'm pleased. I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad you want to talk about it because I certainly do. Oh yeah, because this this is what I'm going through right now with all the ink samples I have and getting them reviewed. So it's it's been kind of an ordeal for me and I haven't been happy with my process. So we'll will elaborate greatly on it because I have a lot to, I have a lot to say on it and I don't want to totally digress today. Okay. So, um let's talk about Squarespace very quickly and then for some reason we'll get onto the main topic. <laughs> yeah, which will be which uh you know, our, I think we've we've kind of got a new format here, Mike. I'm mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think it's working out well. So, uh yeah, let's go for it. You go go with squarespace okie dokie so i'd like to talk about squarespace very very quickly for you so squarespace they are back supporting us again and they give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website they provide you with all of the tools that you need to building your home online they provide you with a completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website blog or portfolio that you can put sites together in minutes with Squarespace. It doesn't matter how experienced you are when it comes to, to building these sorts of things. You don't need to have any design background. You don't have to understand how web hosting works. Um, you don't have to mess around in the code to get statistics packages, buying, you know, spending money and trying out a bunch of different apps to see if any will actually work properly with your service. All of this stuff is built right in with Squarespace. They have fantastic templates that feature responsive web design. They have fantastic customer support, award-winning 24-7. They have um, Layout Engine, which is their drag-and-drop page builder, which is what I was mentioning would make it very easy for Brad to create that Field Notes page. So he now has to do that because I've told him I do, I do. It's put on the project list. Excellent. They have great integration with social services. Um, They have fantastic apps that also feature their statistics as well, which are all built right in. You basically have everything you need in one place, one plan, one payment. You don't need to go and look and scour the internet for other stuff. If you have any problems, as I said, they have great customer support, which is 24-7. They have live online workshops to help walk you through step-by-step building your amazing site. They also have great knowledge base articles too. I want you to go and try out Squarespace. One, to see how awesome they are. And two, to help support the show. If you sign up for a trial at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels, they'll know that you heard about them through us and that helps us continue to make this show for you and to feed mine and Brad's pen habits. 
Squarespace starts at $10 a month for their standard plan and $20 a month for their unlimited plan after the free trial period is up. If you sign up for one year up front, you will automatically get 20% off. If you sign up for two years, you'll get 25% off their standard monthly prices. But that's not all. If you use the code 70decibels1 at checkout, you'll get an additional 10% off on top of any other discount for your first order. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. So there we go. Thank you, Squarespace. Thank you, indeed. And yeah, like you said, I, I, I pimped them. I do, have the, I do have the sticker on my Mac just because I thought it looked good. Yeah, I'm using the, – they sent us some, some gifts, and I'm using uh, my Squarespace Moleskin at the moment. Cool, cool. All right, so there's something that that I've been asked for years, and I've actually talked about it from time to time. I've talked about it on the blog. It's been years since I've addressed it directly, but I I get this email probably more than anything. And the short version is, oh my gosh, I love pins as much as you do. Am I weird? <laughs> is is basically the gist. Is this a normal thing? So I want to read an email from our friend uh, Mary Collis, who does the uh, from the Pin Cup blog, who does some of the best reviews out there. So I'm gonna I'm read her email, and you know I, I've talked to Mary a few times, and I, I kind of know where she's coming from. But let me let me just read this. She says, she says, as my pen and paper addiction grows, I find that my brain is constantly processing pen and paper decisions and moods i.e. what do I put in my pen case today? What do I use at work today? What goes in my pocket? What pen should I clean out and re-ink? What ink do I want to use? Color, cartridge, converter, etc. What notebook or paper works best for the pen I'm choosing? What is my pen mood today? Is this a gel or fountain pen day? What pens do I take on vacation or to a conference or even to a meeting? What pen, paper, pencil do I want to buy next? My core question being, do other folks spend so much of their bandwidth on these type of questions? Many are fleeting, but they're still there, lurking in the background. Or have I truly gone off the deep end? I'm thinking that this might be something to add to the podcast topics list, <laughs> and which I did, obviously. Um, or maybe I'm just looking for reassurance that this is normal-ish pen addict behavior. And uh, she says, thanks for all the... Um, all the work on the blog and the podcast and the links. And uh, thank you, Mary, for, for sending this in. And I mean, she pretty much nails it here. These, this, I could have written this. I mean, this is like verbatim, like my thought process on a lot of things. I don't know how, how this, this email relates to you, Mike, if, if you go through the same, (laughs) are you putting this much into your decision-making process on your writing instruments? Basically, Mary, yes, it is yeah. normal. It's this normal. Is the, this is what we do. It's like completely normal. There is absolutely no logical reason for me to open my pencil case or my pen case in the morning and be like, I'll use this pen today. This is the one I want to use. Because I was in a meeting. I was in a meeting yesterday. I was in a, very, I was in a reasonably large meeting around a very big conference table. And what did I have with me? I had my Lamy All-Star, which has been thoroughly broken in now, and it's a, it's a definite mainstay for me. Um, love it. Love it. Love it. Um, AL-Star. Did we, what did we decide on? I decided AL-Star. AL-Star. And I looked around, and I thought, what are people using? So I thought, I'll look around the table, and there was 
See, the thing is, when it comes to notepads, everybody's using good-ish notepads. People are using moleskins and stuff like that, you know? So it's paper's not a thing because moleskins are, are they're not the best, but they're pretty good. I mean, w- you know, we both use them. They're, they're good, um, but they're also trendy, so people use them. But every single person was wearing, wearing was using a Bic. Every yep. single person was using the Bic ballpoint. And I'm, and so I'm like, this is how I know that we aren't normal to the average person, but we are definitely normal as a group. And every person that cares about pens goes through these, um, goes through these things. But I would say that it's everyone else that's weird because I don't understand how, if you take notes all day, that you could put up with something like a, a two cent rollable or a ballpoint. It doesn't make sense to me. You know, I, I this wasn't in the show notes and you talking about being in the meeting and taking, you know, a mental picture of what everyone else was using. Uh, I got an email from our one of our Twitter Twitter friends, Artist Charbonneau, um, who we talked to on Twitter a bunch. And this was like a I don't know, a few weeks ago, I guess. Um, and this is the exact thing you just you just described. I'm gonna read this email and it's titled Interesting Observation. So today I attended a supplier diversity meeting with a group of female executives. During a part of the meeting that did not pertain to my company, I took a quick tally of the following, purse, pen, and paper. There were eight women plus me. High-end purses, there were six, including three Louis Vuitton, which are $1,000 plus. Paper, there was two moleskins, two spiral something or others, uh, bound, two bound agendas or planners, two iPads. The pens, there was one cross-century Two hotel pens from the hotel oh, the meeting God. was at. Two advertisement pens with grips. One Pilot G2. One Pentel Wow. One pen stylus combo I didn't recognize that quit writing and then a hotel pen was used. I was really surprised at how many crappy pens there were. I mean, these ladies drive BMWs and Cadillacs. My vanishing point and rodeo Webby made a big statement, even though, even if only to me. I mean, that's the truth. <laughs> that's exactly what you're talking about. It's, you know what? It even when it comes to I don't want to go as far as saying it's I don't want to go as far as saying it's an enlightenment, but it's just one of those things that you either are interest, interested in finding what the best tools are for yourself to use and putting in the time to figure that out, or you care zero percent about it. See, I just there's not a lot in between. Just go to the local stationery store and buy something that costs a dollar. Just do that, you know? Right. Buy a G2. Yep. You know? Buy a Pilot G2. They're extremely cheap. And, I mean, they're just, they're just good pens. Now, how yeah. much is a pack of G2s? One G2 on jet pens is, is $1.40. Right. I just don't get it, man. I'm- so it's hard. That's why a lot of times when I have extra pens, I take them to the office and I'll just put them in a big stack and just let people grab whatever they want. 90% of the people that take them are just blind to the fact of what it really is. Then a few people will go, did you put those over there? What is this one? This I, I like how this one works. You know, Tell me more about this one. Can I get more of this one? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like I'm a dealer. But you, you, I don't know. It's It's hard to explain to people who aren't into it how – 
much of a difference, you know, a good pen or a good paper will make. I mean, and you know, some people just don't care. I mean, it's which is fine. I mean, that's that's the way the the world works. But you know, it for the people that do care, Mary, your thought processes that you go through are exceedingly normal. I swear, mm-hmm. I go when I go to bed in the mornings, it's like I don't count sheep. I count fountain pens and ink colors that I need to clean and ink. <laughs> that sounds like such a strange sentence when I go to bed in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Brad works nights for anybody that, that doesn't know that. I haven't heard of mention yep. that before. He's not yep. crazy. No, no. I go to bed at like between – I go to bed like around 9 a.m. in the morning. So it usually doesn't take me long to fall asleep. I'm usually pretty beat. But, you know, when I'm sitting there just kind of dozing off, I, I'm, I'm thinking about pens. I mean that's – that's pretty weird, but in my nothing life, that's that. kind of like the normal. Yeah, there's right? nothing wrong with that at all. And even our uh, – we this is going to be the the Kanuni Renishin episode too that you know I put in a tweet from her. She just – I mean this is just last week right around the same time I got this email. says, so I'm wondering if having six, six pen cups and just as many pencil cases is normal. I said mm-hmm. very. <laughs> I mean in, in our world, it, it's extremely – extremely normal and you know pen addicts do just they they obsess over these things and you know working in an office like i do and and you do you know leaving one of your favorite pens unattended on your desk is like a cardinal sin you know but being in being in our shoes the way we think about it the way i think about it is you know i leave a a bait cup over on my desk with, you know, about 15 pins in it that people are free to grab and that I don't care that I lose because I know I want my one pin that I am using that I usually keep with me at all times. Even when I get up from the desk, it comes with me that they're probably not going to touch that. They're going to, if someone's bad enough with pins and paper and and it's someone that doesn't care they're just going to walk up and grab the first thing that they see so i want to have a cup there that uh that they are welcome to and leave my good stuff alone see i have this this thing that i know must drive the people around me insane if they ask these questions so i will have basically there's two there's two there's two instances where i will say what i'm well i'll say what i'm about to say to somebody this is if a, somebody says, I've lost my pen. Or B, somebody asks to borrow a pen. And in both instances, I will say this before I help them. You know, if you just spent a little bit of money, just a little bit of money on a pen, you'll be less likely to lose it. Like, if you just spend five, ten pounds, you won't lose it. Well, I can't remember the last pen I lost. I can't either. Yeah, I don't lose true. them because I check for them. Because they're important to me. Because I've spent, you know, I have spent some money on them, but I've spent ridiculous money on pens. So a $10 pen is as much to me as a $1 pen is to somebody else because I've spent hundreds of dollars on pens. But mm-hmm. but I, I look after them because I care about them because they're part of my collection. But I say to people, if you just spend a little bit of money, you won't lose it because it becomes more tangible. You lose um, 10 cent pens because you don't care about them. And people exactly, go, okay, right. Mike, but please, can you just borrow me a pen? I'm late for a meeting. And I go, <laughs> no, you sit down. Let me tell you about this pen. You're about to- <laughs> it, my answer usually is, I, I usually don't go there, and I think I might have to use that. Um, my answer is, 
I can loan you a pen, but you're not going to like it. <laughs> it's usually what my answer is. <laughs> because I'm going to punch you in like the face. it's usually like a high-tech C or something like super fine. I was like, look, you can borrow this pen. I'm going to tell you right now you're not going to like it. And they'll just kind of look at me weird. And they're just like, give me the pen. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then they'll come back later and say, that was horrible. <laughs> I told you. I was like, well, I know. I mean, I know you're just not going to get it. So it, it's that's cool. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, see, I just I just have a bunch of pens in my backpack. Um, I have one in there for me, which is a I have a, a retro fifty one tornado in there, just in case I am ever like I work from home today, mm-hmm. and just pick that out of my bag, you know, because my my usual my all my best stuff really is um at work now, um, mm-hmm. and I leave it in a locked drawer. That's exactly right. Yeah, yep. and. Uh, but I have a bunch of like G2s um, and Ventels and stuff like that in my in the pockets of my rucksack to give to people. Yep. Yeah. So I have you know to for us having this conversation. If other people were listening on it, they would be, "Well, oh, that is so weird. Y'all are just odd people." <laughs> yeah. But you know, like Mary's talking about, it's it's really normal. It's like I have tiers of pens, if you will, right? So I have. At my desk, I have the cup on my desk, which is, you know, the lowest end pins. I could care less if they vanish. You know, they're good writers and, you know, you can pick them up and pins I'm not going to miss and they're easy replaceable. Then I have, you know, some pins I keep in a desk drawer that I don't want anyone's hands getting onto, but I don't necessarily use them all the time. They're just kind of there for backup if I need them, you know, be like, you know, like a 0.28 0.28 Sino DX or something like that. Something that I don't know, random or, you know, a Sakura Pigma Micron that if I let anyone use would come back in shreds, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then what we talked about, I guess it was last week, the, the pins that I carry that I really use, you know, I keep in my backpack and I pull out one at a time. And that's what I'm, that's actually what I use myself um, all day at work. So I kind of got three different, three different levels of pins at, at my office. But, but um, the I best can, ones I carry with mm-hmm. me. I, uh, I totally understand like why people are hesitant and, and think that they're weird. Like I'm a geek and a nerd in many ways, but the one that I'm less likely to get uh, to, to um, I'm most likely to shy away from talking about is my pen nerdery. Like if somebody says to me, "Like that's a nice pen" or whatever, or "You've got a lot of pens there," it's like oh, I just say, "Yeah, I just like nice pens." Just leave it at that, you know? But but just because it's... I mean, even these days, like, people understand comic books, but I just can't... The average human cannot comprehend um, spending... Basically, having the amount of time that we we take and and think about these things. Like, trying to get people to understand what podcasting is is difficult enough. Telling them that I do a show about pens... People's, I, I can basically see people's minds like melt a little bit because they just cannot understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is, that you're exactly right, and it's it's one of those things I don't talk about unless someone approaches me first. I think, right? Yeah, I never say I do podcasting. You would love my pen show. <laughs> 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 that doesn't come up. If people say, "What do you podcast about?" I usually say technology stuff and just things that geeks enjoy. Yeah. And, and, you know, the only time I, I almost never get asked about my pens and I never 
force that on anybody. But, you know, if someone inquires about me using something interesting, then I'll kind of elaborate. And it's like, you know, do you, you know, kind of drag them in a little bit to the conversation? You know, what do you use or why do you use this type of pen? But yeah, I mean, you've got to hold back a little bit, haven't you? You've got to just, just rein it in a little. You can't be like, well, this fountain pen I like, but let me tell you about the posting nib. (laughs) That's exactly right. Because I, I, I get asked, you know, like if I had, say I had something to do this afternoon, I was like, oh no, you know, I got to record a podcast at, you know, tonight at five. So I can't really go do that. And oh, like one, they give you the weird look like, what are you, what's a podcast? And then two, then you say it's about pens and then you're just like, (laughs) then you really have the eye roll. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so yeah, you do, you do keep it kind of close to the best, but the people who know the things that we do, the you know the the details that we get into and and all of those things are exceedingly normal for people like us if you will indeed i think we've reached the end of this episode we have another we have. stellar episode Brad if i don't if i don't mind saying so myself well good good i'm glad you enjoyed it i thoroughly enjoyed it um it's yeah, like I said, I th- we we might have a new format here. I like it a lot. I think we're. I, f- I honestly feel like we've hit a, we've hit a good stride the last few weeks. So I'm happy. Yeah, it's, it's a little more free flowing. It's a lot of fun. I tell you, it's a lot of fun to record. I, I, I always when we when we wrap and hang up, I'm always on feel kind of lifted. I'm on a little bit of a high after we uh, record. Like, you know, that was fun. I've got you know good vibes, good feeling, good energy. You know, I'm always I'm always jacked for a little while uh, until I have to go to work at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> so Brad uh, you write online at uh, penaddict.com people can reach you in a myriad of ways there's a contact form there where they can get in touch with you they can also email you at, at uh, thepenaddict at gmail.com people can also contact us by our contact form at 70 decibelscom forward slash contact as always let us know uh, what you want to hear us talk about but we'd love to hear you share your uh, Maybe, I don't know, like a Pen Addicts Anonymous kind of thing where, you know, like how we're talking today about how we kind of, we we know we're the, the normal ones here when compared to the crazy people who don't use nice pens and maybe the ways that you try and keep these things hidden <laughs> from the rest of the world. Oh, I'd love to hear some of your stories about that. People can also contact us via social networks. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, on app.net and Twitter. Brad is Dowdy, D-O-W-D-Y, on app.net, and Dowdyism, which searches as an ISM at the end, on Twitter. So thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Addict. I'm Mike, and he is Brad. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye.